Yes, welcome in. One and all, this is the Full 10 Yards at Betting Podcast. After my return last week, you wonder why I returned this week, because I'm absolutely <laughs> dogged out at picking bets. So, uh, anything to take away from this podcast, just do not listen to anything I, I say. Um, we'll bring in the, the people that do know a bit more <laughs> a bit more than I do, or at least have a bit more luck than I've had this year. Uh, Adam, uh, we'll bring you in first, mate. How are you doing? You right? Yeah, I'm not sure you can claim we're a little bit better after last week. Uh, last week was a write-off for everyone, I think. So, uh, it might have been you returning that jinxed it for the entire NFL world. World. but um yeah I, I got one out of four last week so i can't really claim to uh to be too much expert in anything um but yeah i'm doing good thank you yeah night to myself tonight so uh, in the living room today with a bit more uh elaborate background so yeah all good yeah see and i spot the uh the spider-man poster there on the wall and jack obviously you'd have been delighted with the thursday night we'll get to that in a minute but uh dolphin mm. 17 and no back on yeah great great <laughs> performance there <laughs> The 2020 defense side show up. It wasn't um, obviously it was a big win for the Dolphins. They've been so poor this year, but I say it was probably a bigger win for the rest of the AFC North. Um, this is just wide open now. Uh, I think the Dolphins are three and seven, especially in the AFC. They'd probably want to win out. Ten, it was a ten and seven to even have a chance, and even at that, they might not the air the AFC being so strong. Um, yeah, I stayed up until five o'clock to watch it. I was actually hoping to go to sleep at halftime because I thought we might be down by about seventeen to twenty-one. But uh, defense showed up, so I managed to stay up till five o'clock. I don't know how it went on so long, but it did. Free, free at halftime. Uh, yeah, not one, one for the purists there. If you stay well done, if you, uh, well done if you stayed up for that one. But uh, it's seventeen hours is on next season, Jack, isn't it? Just book it oh, in now. hundred percent. Right? Yeah, yeah. Once we get to Sean Watson, apparently. So yeah, that'll, that'll do the job. <laughs> Joe, I'm, I'm fed up with that. I, w- I wish he would just hurry up and and just sort himself out and, and get it all out and done with. I'm, I'm, I'm so fed up with just seeing every day Watson stuff going on. It's just, it's just so boring. It's worse than Brexit. Um, okay, yeah. Let's get into it then. Uh, week, let's say week ten is already. Obviously, Dolphins plus seven and a half, one on the handicap under 46 and a half was pretty much in by half time with uh, just the six point. Uh, was it the nine points? Uh, half time. If you backed Andrew, uh, Mark Andrews to a tongue of Iloa, uh, obviously came in. Uh, Jacoby Brissett was the starter there in that one. And the Dolphins defensive touchdowns, you were winners, but not a loss, not a loss of uh, not a loss, a lot else of touchdown no. end zones celebrations going on there. But there we go. Let's say, uh, yeah, week 10 was a bit of a oh, sorry, week nine was a bit of a write off. I've probably just already jinxed week 10 there. There we go. Um, <laughs> we'll start as we always do, fellas, and we'll uh, we'll start with the handicap. Um, I've, I found this actually quite hard this week for the handicapping yep. there's plenty there's plenty of teasers uh teaser teams available and yeah you know, i've got down here what dallas two and a half pittsburgh one and a half although i'm going to be gazumped by that one shortly but um and then the bucks two and a half as well i, in, I suppose you could even do the titans as well if you want to go from a minus to it to a plus but uh, adam we'll start with you handicap favorite one of the week yeah i'm with you this week it's it's a tough week i actually had the ravens as one of my teaser legs this week so <laughs> that one's that one's dead <laughs> in the water already um so maybe time to get back on tomorrow um but yeah I, i'm I, i'm i am really struggling this week i've gone for the browns plus two and a half uh, i just don't see how they can be underdogs against the patriots to be honest um th- obviously the patriots at home they've had a, they've improved over the last couple of weeks but the browns stuffed my Bengals last week and it was mainly the defense uh their defense has got a few more players back they'll be able to get pass rush on Mac Jones and they'll be able to defend a lot better than they have done in recent times uh the there's a ru- there's a risk that Nick Chubb doesn't go but I'm not really that fussed he's, about that either. he's out he's out oh is it official now sorry I've missed that um last I saw was that it was 50 50 um but even so I don't really care um the running scheme the offensive line they showed that the Dennis Johnson can do it um, in the performance against the Broncos, I think he'll still be able to run the ball for them. They'll still be able to move it. And as Jack pointed out, the motivation for all the AFC North now 
after last week is you get the chance to top the division after this weekend. If you want any more motivation than that, then I don't know what they're, what they're playing at. So, yeah, I've gone for the Browns plus two and a half. I, I just can't ignore them getting nearly a field goal. Get Pay up, pay, pay up and get the three. <laughs> pay well, of the course, three. of course. Yeah, pay, <laughs> pay the little bit and uh, get the three. There might even be a three available. I was just uh, going on red zone prices. Have I, have I not taught you anything? Have I not taught? Probably not. To be fair, I don't teach. I don't teach, teach anyone anything. Uh, <laughs> moving on. That's a game I'll leave alone. I, I don't like that game. Um, but yeah, if, if I'm a betting man, I'll, t- I'll protect the plus three. But um, yeah, could be. Yeah, I think we mentioned a couple of weeks back that we, you, Patriots are still getting kind of a name, the name value at higher, aren't they, in Foxborough? So probably baked into yeah. that a little bit. And uh, yeah, I, I don't know what the, prior, the the line was prior. If it's been that all the time, but yeah, Chubb being out may have moved it a point or two. Perhaps might be a pickup or something. But um, that's not information I have to hand. Jack. Favourite handicap for week 10? Um, to be honest, if the Dolphins game was on Sunday, I would have went with the Ravens minus seven and a half. Um, so yeah, thankfully that wasn't. But uh, I'm going with the Lions plus eight and a half against the Steelers. Uh, Lions are winless, I know. But um, I watched that Steelers-Bears game and the Steelers just, without the refs, I don't think they would have won the game. Um, some crazy, crazy calls. But uh, eight and a half. I I wouldn't take the Steelers minus eight and a half against any team in the NFL. Um, the Lions obviously coming off a bye, they're well rested, and I'd say all they would have been hearing about the last whether week and a half or two weeks they've been off is the fact they haven't got a win yet. Um, I could see I can see the Steelers winning by maybe three, but when you're getting over a touchdown, I just think plus eight and a half is something I have to I have to bite on. Um, another one I was looking at was the Saints. I think plus two and a half or plus two i know kamara's not playing but i think that the bookies might have um overestimated the fact that they won against the rams last weekend Um that game the offense done nothing really it was just two good defensive players and the game got turned on its head so yeah. the saints would be kind of like my my second choice but no i'll take uh, the lions plus eight and a half against the steelers who i'm not really impressed with at all no, I, no, I, I agree to to the effect of I don't like taking eight, eight and a half or whatever eight for for the Steelers. But yeah, I think if it was seven, I'd probably take the Steelers. But yeah, I just don't, I don't, I don't like the Lions. Uh, if it's the Lions at home, at home maybe. But uh, I, I get what you're saying about they struggled against Chicago last week and Justin Fields putting up nearly 300, 300 yards through the air. Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, yeah, they're just yeah, Jared Goff and all that, all that guff in that in that team. No thanks. Um, I'll probably go against you as well, Jack, with the Saints. So you, I've got I've got Tennessee minus three minus three here. So the line is three. So if you wanted to take the Saints plus three as a field goal, then fine. Um, I just don't see where the Saints are really going to score many points. I think this is going to be a defensive battle. And um, even though you say a couple of plays in that, that Titans game kind of changed the game a little bit. I, I Titans is kind of a team I've changed my opinion on a little bit. I know I even went for the Rams last week on the handicap uh, against the Titans, but I was very impressed with what they did defensively in that pass rush. And that defense just seems to be, they were they were horrific last year on defense. And for some reason, they just seem to be gelling together this year. And um, Saints that are playing Trevor, probably Trevor Simeon, I don't know if they've called who the QB is this week, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's Taysom Hill. But uh, if it is Simeon, I'm, I, I like Titans. Uh, Titans, I think they were home, aren't they? Are they at home? I can't remember now. Yeah, uh, yeah. Titans are home uh, in Nashville. I'd say p- p- potentially like on a letdown spot because they beat the Rams last week. But um, I don't think the Saints really have much to offer. Mark Ingram isn't an Alvin Kamara. Mark Ingram obviously knows that's that that system quite well and has been the number. It was one of the best running backs that they've ever had on, on the Saints. But he's not Kamara. He's not as dynamic as Kamara. And I just don't. I don't see the, the Saints offense being dynamic enough. So um, I'll t- I'll take the Titans at home in, in in that one. But again, like I say, I can't. I can't even. I can't pick my nose this year. So well, I can pick my nose. So I can't. I can't tip a canoe. Well, I can tip a canoe, but you get the point. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Um, yeah, so I, I went Titans. The other one was the, the Bucks. Um, again, I didn't really like the line of what is it? I think it's eight or something. But it's um, nine and a half, I think. It's huge. Is it on the books, so. it? Yeah. Was it? Oh, okay, cool. Um, yeah, I, I just think that even if Goblin doesn't play and they've got you know, Antonio Brown, Gronk out, but I, I just think uh, Washington's defense has been a bit, uh, pathetic this year. Uh, and I think Brady off the back of a bye. Um, yeah, give me double digit. I'll. I'll Double digit win, probably. Um, yeah, obviously, if it's creeping up, uh, people seem to seem so, seem to to think the same thing. So I apologise for everyone, every, everyone's tickets that I've just blown. So there we go. <laughs> um, let's move on. Move on to turtles, then, folks. Uh, Jack, what's up with you? Uh, so as I said last week, I'm going with unders for the rest of the season because overs just weren't working for me. And I'm going to go with the Saints and Titans under forty four and a half. I think it could be forty four. Most bookies now. Um, as you said, like I can't really see Trevor Simeon getting much off the Titans defense, but same with the other way around. I can't really see the Titans offense getting much off the Saints defense. Um, I know Tannehill didn't practice on Thursday. I think he might have practiced there. I think he's sick, but he'd probably end up playing. Um, you know, Derek Henry, I know last weekend they obviously met the Rams, but Peterson and Henry, like there's there's no comparison really between the two of them. Um, I just see it being a defensive a defensive slog between the two teams and yeah, 44 and a half. It's it's very, very appealing for me. Um, that's yep. my pick going under with that. Yeah, lovely stuff. That's one I did consider uh, and looked at Adam. Yep, can't argue with that one at all. Um, I have gone four and over. I've actually won two unders in a week, uh, two two unders in the last two weekends. So probably should be sticking with that. But I've gone with the overs. Every man and the dog seems to be on the Vikings versus Chargers. Over 52 and a half. Uh, both defences are pretty poor. The Chargers run defense is the worst in the league. The Vikings run defense is the twenty sixth worst, twenty uh, sixth best in the league. So sixth worst, uh, and both teams got very good run games. Obviously, got Dalvin Cook going up against one of them. You've got Austin Eckler going up against the other side. Um, I just think this is going to be a pretty high scoring game. The Vikings won the field for nearly a hundred snaps last week. The defense in the overtime loss against the Ravens, and they got run all over. They are going to be tired still, I'd imagine. They're traveling across the country. I think that. It's going to be a pretty close game. Hopefully the Chargers get out to a lead and the Vikings have to keep on passing because the Vikings seem to have a habit of getting ahead early and then doing nothing. So I'm hoping that um, Justin Herbert's having one of his good games and they'll be able to put up some points and keep the scoreboard ticking it. Um, but yeah, as far as everyone I've listened to this week seems to be on the over 50 of some kind. So uh, I think everyone's saying up to 53, 54. So I'm quite happy to take the 52 and a half. Well, I hope for your sake, Adam, it's not 49 points as the total in that one, because I'll come out with a pun next week saying, so near, yet so far. No, yeah. No, yeah. no, 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 no. I, I mean, you could have said 52 points and then I would have been a half point off. But uh, yeah, you went for 49 and that ruined it. Well, yeah, but you said 50 upwards of 50. So I was like, oh, oh so, fair enough, fair enough. All right, all right. Did, you, did, you did get my so near, so, so, so near yet so far joke, no? Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, yeah, just, 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 just crap. Yeah. It got the response. It got the response. Cool. Uh, the one I've gone for, I, I say I agree with the uh, New Orleans one. That was my kind of next best. But I've gone. Yeah. Uh, I've gone for Panthers Cardinals under forty five. Uh, 45 and a half, I thought that was quite high considering PJ Walker's a quarterback for Carolina. Uh, I know CMC is obviously the main part of their offense, but they're going to be, that Carolina offense is going to be he- heavily limited, even if it is PJ Walker. Uh, it, it's not a great, yeah, the way the Sam Darnold's been playing the last couple of weeks, obviously, it's not a great, uh, great drop down. But uh, Carl McCoy, obviously, they played quite well last week at the Cardinals, and it was a James Connor show against the San Francisco 49ers. But um, yeah, Panthers defense isn't isn't too bad. I know they've had some injuries, some injury issues as well, but they um, they played okay against the, the Patriots last week and 
and, and whatnot. So I, I just think 45 and a half was quite high. Um, especially I was expecting it to be like a 41, 42. So getting a field goal, uh, field goal there was a, I'd, I'd like to that on the unders. Um, but again, I don't know what I'm doing. So don't, 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 don't follow what I'm doing. Um, let's move on then to uh, touchdown scorers. Uh, Adam, we'll start with you. Um, yeah, I've gone for Colts players. Um, there was three of them I looked at. It was Jonathan Taylor at four to seven, which I think is actually decent value still. Uh, Michael Pittman eleven to ten, and Maeem Hines you can get eleven to four. Um, my actual pick is Michael Pittman. He's scored four in the last three weeks. Him and Carson Wentz seem to have found a little bit of a connection. He's getting a lot of red zone targets and getting eleven to ten for someone to score against this Jags defense who had. The performance of their lives last week let's be fair i don't think they're going to be able to do that kind of thing again uh so i think that the colts are going to run all over them i think the colts would be probably winning by 10 14 points i think they'll probably cover their spread but yeah michael pittman 11 to 10 was my mm. official pick for this one yeah your 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 talent is so amazing though. you said half of that without moving your lips uh, yeah i know <laughs> i don't i don't know why it keeps freezing it's twice it's frozen now cool like it jack uh, I've got Mike Evans at a uh, twenty-one to twenty. Um, Bucks coming back from a bye uh, last year when they came back from bye. I think they were one out in the uh, last year late um, on, like week twelve. But yeah, they they yeah. blew up after that. Um, twenty-one to twenty. I was surprised was getting such good odds. Um, no AB. Uh, Gronk is out. I think Godwin is game time decision. Um, yeah. Mike Evans has eight touchdowns so far this year, and he's got four in his last two games. Um, so. 21-20. I was actually shocked when I seen. I was sure he's going to be odds on, so um, I'm just going to go with that one for this weekend. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I agree. I looked at that one and I pivoted away because. Good. Good. Sorry, no, he, he doesn't seem to have done anything. But then you're saying he's got eight TDs. He's he's been very quiet this year. There's been hardly a mention of him, and but he's obviously been brilliant again. So it's, mm. it's just a weird one with Mike Evans. Yeah, no, he's always he's always very underappreciated. Similar fantasy football as well, but he's probably because he's quite boom bash. You always find he gets a couple of touchdowns and decent yardage, or uh, or probably nothing at all if uh, he's being shadowed. But um, yeah, keep an eye on the Goblin news because I've I've got a couple of notes here where, like, say if you if you can, um, what have we got here, Jay, Ty, uh, Tyler Johnson's nine to four, uh, Jalen Darden is sevens, and then you've got uh, OJ Howard at one hundred thirty. Karen Bray, I think, was a nine to two or something like that. So if Goblin is out, get on get on Tyler Johnson maybe or one of the other guys to, to step up. And I say this this Washington defense is one of the leakiest uh, in the in the league. So uh, there's going to be plenty of passing touchdowns to go around. Tom Brady likes to be throwing likes likes throwing passing touchdowns these there uh, in, in his later years. But uh, the one I've gone for, and again, I can I couldn't believe how uh, how big this uh, this odds are relatively. And uh, Adam, you mentioned it about. The Chargers defense being run defense being one of the worst in the league. Davin Cook, uh, I've got here is five to six. Um, he should be a, a two's on shot, to be quite honest. Uh, in a high, one of the highest scoring games of the week, you know, 52 and a half is one of the higher totals. Uh, Dalvin Cook, syn- synchronized back scratching there, Adam. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Dalvin Cook should get should get plenty of uh, you should probably even a candidate for two or more, three or more, that kind of stuff as well. So, uh, five to six is definitely one for your for your touchdown scorer, Ackers. And again, uh, Mike Evans, love those, those two, those two together. Um, Five to six and twenty-one to twenty. That's um, very good, very good little double odds. If you want to go a bit hefty into the, into those two, I really like those two this week. Yeah, I, I had um, I had one or two others. I <clears throat> I was surprised to see Jordan Howard five to two. I thought that was really big odds um, for the Eagles. Obviously, he scored three in the, three in the two games that he's played this year. Mm. Um, and uh, Pat Fryamuth or Fryamuth, whatever he's pronounced, he's uh, two to one to score for the Steelers. Thought that was uh, fairly decent odds as well. 
Yeah, what I looked at, um, is it a really long shot? Benny Schnell, 14s uh, for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, he was one I looked at as well, because as you're going to point out in a minute, I think they have no oh. wide receivers, so they need they to... Do not. Um... No, they do not. Um, but the, one, though, the reason I looked at it was, so Pittsburgh, like I say, they've not been overly impressive and they've not blown teams away this season, but the one game that they blew the Denver Broncos out or they were, they were winning quite comfortably, Benny Snell got five carries in that game and I can just see Detroit, like I say, if, if, the way I look at it, I'd see Detroit not really putting up too much of a fight regardless of what Pittsburgh do. I, I just think Benny Snell could get a decent amount of carries um, and at 14-1, I thought that was, that, was, um, that was quite big. And I say, you've also got the scenario where the Pittsburgh Steelers are winning quite comfortably against the pathetic Detroit Lions. So uh, yeah, Benny Snell at 14s was a bit was a bit too big for my for my liking. But yeah, he's not. It's one of those where you, you if you catch it right, you'll catch it right. But my dog's going mental because my wife's about to come through the door. Lovely stuff. Um, let's get out of here then, guys, with um, props. Uh, Jack, start with you. Uh, I went with the uh, Cordarrelle Patterson over forty-one and a half uh, receiving yards. I think it's forty-three or forty-four in most bookies now. Um, he had one hundred and twenty-six receiving yards last week against the Saints. Um, no Calvin Ridley, of course. I expect the Falcons and Cowboys game to be very high scoring. I would usually have gone for the overs in that game, but I made a promise that I wasn't going to touch the overs anymore this year, so obviously didn't go with that. Um, yeah, forty-one and a half. I'm very, very, very surprised. It's that low. Very, very surprised. Um, I will be putting, you know, like a four and a four, or maybe a five star confidence on that one. And um, I'll put it in maybe more than one bet. Um, so, yeah, that's my one for this week. There you go. Five trial treatment from Jack. You don't see it very often, yeah. but there you go. But yeah, I, I need to go back and do some research actually and see what his lines have been and whether they've been, they've been over. Because it always just seems that Kudo Patterson's just an automatic over. But we, we, I'll, I'll do a bit of research and have a look into that. Uh, Adam, your favorite prop? Um, yeah, I, I've attacked that game as well. I've gone for Russell Gage over four and a half receptions. Um, same reasons, really. They don't really have any pass catches there. Obviously, you're going to get Kyle Pitts. He'll probably get the main treatment from the defense, and then that should leave Russell Gage open. He caught seven of his eight targets last week. Obviously, small sample size, but that was the one kind of proper game where he was the well, essentially wide receiver one. Uh, Matt Ryan's actually been really, really good in the last few weeks, which is a little bit of a surprise after a pretty terrible start for them. Um, but yeah, it's, um, yeah, Russell Gage, for an, over four and a half receptions. Uh, it's even money. Um, so mm. I was quite happy to say that. I was tempted with um, Zacchaeus, but he was, he was, I think, 29 to 20 for over two and a half receptions. So obviously not much kind of leeway there, but he had three last week, scored two touchdowns. But yeah, I've, I've gone for who I think is going to have more of the ball. He had 81% of the offensive snaps last week. So he was on the field most of the wide receivers and he is the most trusted one. Yeah, yeah, it's a bit of a minefield that that Atlanta, um, that because uh, Tajay Sharp was the guy week the week before, wasn't it? And then everyone kind of follows Tajay Sharp and then mm. it's Russell Gage and then it's one of those that probably is going to flip, flip week to Chris, week. Christian Blake week then. Yeah, or something like that. Um, yeah, true story. I, Matt Ryan, let's say, I, to just kind of put a, a, a button down on how well he's been playing the last couple of weeks. I got a, I got a trade offer in a random fantasy league that I'm in. It was um, <clears throat> Patrick Mahomes and Melvin Gordon for for Matt Ryan and Daryl Henderson. I had the Matt Ryan side, but I kept Matt Ryan because it's like Matt Ryan's just doing awesome against Dallas. Uh, usually give up a decent amount of yardage, but yeah, there you go. I turned down Pat mm-hmm. Mahomes, but 
Kansas City, mm. yeah, not the Kansas City of old, but they probably get it right, and uh, I'll probably be proved wrong. Um, I went for a couple here. Let me just see what I did. Um, yeah, I, I attacked the um, the Pittsburgh game because obviously the the lack of wide receivers with uh, Claypool out and uh, James James Washington, um, who's the other one? Juju Smith obviously is is out as well. But um, yeah, there's, there's a couple here. I've got Deontay Johnson over six and a half receptions. Um, Pat Frymouth over three and a half receptions. Um, Pat Frymouth was the, was the one I liked. He's done it in the last three weeks. Yeah, he seems to be uh, coming to the fore a little bit in absence of of those wide receivers. Yeah. Um, then I had a look at the the Tennessee uh, New Orleans game. Like Mark Ingram's uh, totals and lines were were quite interesting. Fifty five uh, and a half rush yards, three and a half receptions, fifteen and a half rush attempts. I also had a cheeky look at uh, Trevor Simeon's. Uh, to passing attempts at 28.5. I just wondered if it was a, uh, if it ever, if anything's indicated that it's a Taysom Hill game. Uh, get the, get the under on that would be would be quite interesting. But I think considering um, Tennessee's rush defense, I wouldn't be surprised if that's under anyway. But um, I, I wasn't. I didn't have enough conviction to to kind of put that as my best bet. As uh, Pat Frymouth is is my best one. But yeah, it was just some interesting lines there. There's quite a lot of interesting lines this week. And it's like I say, if you if you kept your eye on all the injuries and, and stuff, obviously like Van Jefferson with Robert Woods going down. But obviously you had Nick Chubb. You had Chase Claypool. You got Chris Godwin for the Buccaneers. If you if you keep your eye out and are sharp on on the lines and you know who's who's offering what where and who, you know, you, there's plenty of money to be made this week, in my opinion. So, um, yeah, I just don't have the time because I've been working this weekend, so, so I'm not been able to get on, get on anything. But uh, yeah, they're they're the kind of ones I, I kind of had a look at. Um, so there, there we go. Cool, lovely stuff. Um, any, anything from anyone else? Anyone else got anything to say? Uh, no, what you were saying there about the lines is a very good point. What happened to me last week was I have um, Adam Schefter on notifications on my phone, and it came out that mm. Rogers had COVID, so I went straight on to Boy Sports. Put a, a decent a decent amount of money on the Chiefs. I think they were five mm. six, and the obviously the Marcus Marcus went down and got a nice text off Boyle Sports an hour and a half later and an email saying I'm uh, not allowed to bet with them anymore. So <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> that's the main thing. But um, basically, it cost me my account. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Uh, it's both sports away, but there we go. Um, yeah. What did, what did the, here was a bet I was looking at, actually. Uh, obviously, off the back of, well, it's obviously not as much now because Robert Woods has gone down, but OBJ going to, to the Rams. Uh, but I, I got the Rams at 7-1. to one. Well, not got 7-1. to one. They come, I, th- I saw they were 7-1 to one for the NFC with, uh, I think it was Paddy Power. I don't know if that's the money an old price, but some of the, I know Skybet had them at five. So I just wanted to get your kind of thoughts on the Rams. Obviously, they signed Von Miller recently as well. And... Um, I just thought they would be a bit shorter for the NFC and 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 or the Super Bowl because they're like four 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 favourites. Feel four, four, four. I know they obviously disappointed against Tennessee, but everyone everyone has a has a, a bad game in the season. I just thought it was quite big. Yeah, I think it's probably because they're coming second in the division that uh, to that price because they really need realistically they'd want to win that division if they want to have any chance. Otherwise, coming fifth in the that have you know they probably have to go to is it Dallas or somewhere like that. They have to beat them away, then they'd have to win another away game. Like it's other than that, if they win the division, they have every chance. I think, but the Cardinals mm. are flying. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. The Rams and the Browns are the only two teams I've got money on from preseason. Um, so obviously, I was high on the Rams anyway. Um, bringing in OBJ didn't really change much for me, but now that Robert Woods has gone down, that obviously looks like a heck of a signing, frankly. You just get um, him and Van Jefferson to replace uh, the Woods kind of contribution. Um, I, I didn't realise it was about 7-1. to one. That's that's really good. You can get 11-2 to two on the Chiefs for the AFC as well, and they've got a fairly easy second half of the schedule. So, I obviously, 
it's a long shot on the Chiefs, but I wouldn't be um I wouldn't be too I might have a nose on doing a double on them too, to be honest. And just have it Yeah, because I was I was with... looking at Skybet. Tennessee Tennessee were favourites for the uh, to AFC, and I, I couldn't work yeah. out whether that was that was right or not. But I think obviously compared, you know, looking at the, the other teams doing quite poorly in Tennessee, like yeah. they having a decent second second end, then probably they're, they're right favourites. But yeah, absolutely. Um, interesting on Skybet as well. You I, I you can do cross doubles on. Uh, there's a market obviously for AFC and NFC. You can do like outright winner or to reach the championship game. Yeah, you can actually do cross doubles on those. So I had a I had a cross double in. Yeah. My Bet slip where I had the uh, the Browns to reach the AFC Championship game, the Bills to win the AFC cross doubled with the Rams to get to the A NFC Championship game, and the Bill uh, sorry and the Rams to get to the NFC uh, to to win the NFC. So, um, especially because of the inflated price, I thought that was pretty decent. So I'll, I'll have a revisit that a bit later on today, and uh, and then have it, there you go. But yeah, I just thought the Rams were, were quite a bit big. Um, yeah, the there we go. I like them. There, there we go. So mockers have been placed on the Rams for the rest of the season. Sorry, all Rams fans. <laughs> we'll be back ne next week to uh, to go through all of our bets from this week and, and then give you our bets, best bets for week 11. Thank you for joining us. You can get us at full F10, uh, F10 Y, at full 10 yards, at touchdown tips for Adam at Jack T underscore 95. If you want to go and follow us uh, on the Twitter, um, yeah, subscribe, rate, review if you like, if you're on your Apple podcasts or if you're watching on YouTube. Hi, goodbye. We'll see you very shortly. Um, thanks, Adam. Thanks, Jack. We'll be back next week. Cheers.